Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew... Insert player name here. ...was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan, and this is episode 47. How are you doing today, Nick? Happy New Year, everybody. As as part of New Year, New Me, uh, I have shaved the mustache. The mustache is gone. I didn't realize how well I looked with a mustache, or I guess how ugly I used to be. Because everyone has now told me that I look terrible without a mustache. Disgusting. Uh, so, so New Year, New Me might end like a lot of people's resolutions in two weeks when I grow the mustache back. But other than that, it's a good year. We've got a lot to talk about on this episode, Jermaine. Well, we, actually, we have one thing to talk about and a lot of subcategories, mainly the NFL. Yep, this is the year-end wrap of the NFL. We will be covering the playoffs, of course, but we are getting ready to transition to NHL and NBA heavily. On nope, the- no playoffs, just we're done with the NFL. <laughs> this episode will signify the end. Uh, seeing as the Saints and Panthers have no shot at a Super Bowl, this is it. <laughs> Saints, Saints a little bit more, but yes, I, I, I agree. Both of them have no shot. Bro, COVID. I, dude, how fitting is it after all the heartbreak the Saints have? They're like, hey, we know it's week 17. You guys have done real well with COVID. But you know Alvin Kamara, that bad man? Yeah, we can go ahead and give him COVID right now. Yeah, he shouldn't uh, be hanging around at strip clubs without a mask, which I assume he was doing since he's a degenerate person. Nah. Probably licking. He was licking bathroom stalls in, in a strip club hey, and then breathing on other people. Stop projecting your lifestyle and your habits on my running back. Okay. Do you know that I've never, I've never been to a strip club. Anyways, nobody believes you, dude. Okay. You do not believe me. It's true. I believe you 0%, bro. Okay. That's good. 
But I know that Emma's listening, so th- those were words that have to be said. Love you, babe. <laughs> Seriously, though, you've never been to a strip club? No, nah, never. All right, let's go to Cheetos when you come. I don't pay for sex. No, I'm not. That's I don't pay for sex, but <laughs> all right. I good good time. I, I didn't used to when I yeah. You, whatever. The words. Put that. Put that in a non in a non uh, douchey white guy sentence, and then say it again. I can't do it. <laughs> words so like, are hard. Like I talked about, right? We're we're gonna talk a lot about NFL. So we'll open the we'll open this episode number forty seven with a trivia question related to a specific achievement that happened this year. How many players, Jermaine, have rushed for over two thousand yards in a single season? How many players have rushed for over two thousand yards in a single season? And then a bonus question: How many of these rushers? Have won MVP. Well, two thousand is an easy number to hit, so it's got to be at least seventeen. I mean, it's super easy. Yeah, super it's got to be at least. How long is the NFL? I mean, like two people do it a year. So, yeah, didn't someone? Didn't so someone we will just do it. Yes, yeah, so we just did it. It's like super easy. Light work, bro. Yeah, and the answer is. Coming at the end of the show. Exactly. All right, so let's move into the Week 17 recap. Like we said, this episode is going to be all NFL. Um, there isn't really too big of things to touch anywhere else other than the tournament will be held in Indiana. Uh, Manchester United is tied with Liverpool. And we're going to have advertisements on NHL helmets this year. And the NBA has started. And our NBA model is not good yet. Yeah, the NBA model is uh, getting its dick kicked in right now. So let's uh, back to the drawing board on that. Uh, we will, <laughs> we will get it. We gotta set. go. We, we gotta go back to the computer. People, 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 people. Yeah. All right. So, so kick off the week seventeen review with the thing that you're dying to say. Let's go, baby. We swept the NFC South first time in history of that division. The New Orleans Saints have cemented themselves as the class of the NFC South with yet another Nobody division. good plays in the NFC South this year. Dude, in the last decade, four, four, three teams have been to the Super Bowl. Nobody good plays in the NFC South. All right. Well, you're di- you're diminishing your team as well. So I know my team is awful, as indicated by their by their five and eleven record. Your team is awful. They lost to my team without four safeties, our entire running back, our top wide receivers. <laughs> like we had we had all backups and practice squad players l- line up, and we just smoked you. Oh, you mean oh, you mean the sixteen weeks that the Panthers played? That's the roster you guys played with backups and practice squad players i mean that's your gm's fault not mine well that's why he's fired thank god yeah who's your gm now nobody i'm gonna they asked they asked permission to talk to the chiefs guy and the uh new england guy nick Casav casavec or whatever his name is and uh I, the chiefs guys the chief uh guy's name is, escapes me that that New England guy is never going to be let go by New England. 
I don't think he ever will be, no. Because how long has Houston had a hard on for him? It's been. Like I mean, I, years, I, I mean, it's it has been. I mean, thinking back, it has to have been like six, like at least five years that he has been talked about almost every offseason for a for a GM position. It's all it's Houston every time Houston gets shut down. I think I've been in the Navy. The long the, I've, the seven years I've been in the United States Navy has been the seven years that his name has popped up as as a GM candidate. Yeah, and he's not going anywhere. Just like every year, Josh McDaniels interviews, and then he turn, then he agrees, and then he reneges. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he accepts jobs, and then you know they announce him, and then he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't want to get this fast, this quick." He's got commitment issues. What can I say? Yeah, he's got commitment issues. Leave the guy alone. But the biggest thing to happen in Week Seventeen, Jermaine, was the Cleveland Browns made the playoffs if we can say anything we can put our differences aside this is unabashedly a cleveland browns podcast we we uh this is whenever we play madden cleveland is the team that we choose and it's well, we can't choose them anymore because they're too good now well we got jacksonville coming up the rear baby let's go <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> jaguars it is bro but i mean like it was it was you know, I, I was watching the early slate had so many good games that I watched Red Zone pretty much because because Red Zone does does a really does a really great job at at covering the games. Uh, but that when they 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 went live looking to the the third and two where Baker Mayfield scrambled, and I I kind of I even let out like a fist pump and like a yeah, and I, <laughs> that's I don't think I've ever done that for any other team other than the Panthers. So the Browns won that game to set up a matchup with Pittsburgh next week. Yeah. So the, I, wasn't it last year that they unlocked the beer fridges? Or am I being crazy? No. Was it last year? I think it was two years ago. But doesn't it feel like last year that they got their first win? Yeah, it does feel like last year. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like less than 16 games ago that they got their first win. And now all of a sudden they're... They're eleven and eleven and five. Dang, the beer fridges. You remember that, bro? Yeah, the the Bud Light unlocked the great one of the greatest marketing. advertising marketing schemes of all time. Yeah, absolutely. But they barely beat the Pittsburgh backups, and now they have to play in Pittsburgh against the starters. Listen, I I am not hopeful. For the Cleveland Browns' chances moving forward, but I'm just glad that they can get over the hump. Because sometimes it's sometimes it's just about it's just about the confidence of knowing that you can make it there. Especially in a division like the AFC North this year, that yeah. has put that has put three teams into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they lost the Jets though, dude. Yeah, but I mean. It wouldn't have been such a big deal if the Jets beat the Raiders like they should have. <laughs> oh, the Jets. <laughs> they can't even lose correctly, dude. <laughs> um, Jason Garrett keeps uh, screwing over the Cowboys long after his tenure. It's poetic, isn't it? It's It's hilarious is what it is. 
So speaking so the, of speaking of the Giants and their six wins on the season, never mind. I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 cover we'll, we'll cover the whole the whole Giants Cowboys uh, Eagles Redskins later. the The Washington football team qualified. You want to talk about you want to talk about winning a game by the skin of your teeth. I mean, Philadelphia was playing essentially, I think, bar flies in Philadelphia took the field and the the Washington football team only beat them uh, only beat them by six points yeah it was uh <laughs> it was a pretty miserable uh performance for them <laughs> to oh my god I can't believe they they tried their hardest to throw that game and still almost won it yeah yeah that's I don't I, I I don't really understand. I mean the 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 Bills. I mean, how good did the Bills look? Considering that the Dolphins were a wild card team until that game, and the way they because the scoreline makes that game seem closer than what it was. It was yeah. not that. It wasn't that close. It wasn't like the Dolphins were shooting up Vincent Papali a la Eagles, like. They had their starters out there, and they got waxed poetically. So are the Bills the most dangerous team going – you know, obviously not named Kansas City. Are the Bills the most dangerous team going into this playoff run? I think they have to be, right? I mean, 13-3. and Uh, 13-3, and and they used – I mean, what what did we say before Week 17? Miami was scary because of their defense. Defense wins championships. One of the cool things is that Miami intercepted Josh Allen. They now had an inter- in all sixteen games of this year. They forced a turnover. So, our you know the 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 scary thing about Miami was their defense. And the only reason Miami came back and scored what twenty eight points is because the Bills had their second and third string guys in in the second half. Yeah, that like, game was that game was forty what thirty five to thirteen when they took Josh Allen out. Yeah, it was not as close as as it said at all. And 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 the and the the uh, Miami defense was getting burned. They were getting torched. It was uh, biggest score differential was forty nine thirteen. Incredible. Yeah, 49, holy cow, 49-13, bro. That is 36 points, dude. And from a gambling point of view, I got this game at kickoff at Bills plus three. Yeah, you told me the line flipped because people bet the Dolphins so heavy. Why? Ryan Fitzpatrick is out. Have you guys watched any minute? Have you guys even watched highlights of Miami football? Yeah, they're not good when Tua plays. They win because of their defense. Yeah, and what's so funny is Fitzpatrick came in to beat the Raiders last week. He's their closer. They literally referred to him as their closer. They brought him in in like a two quarterback system. They had an opening pitcher and a closing pitcher, and Fitz Fitz. And if it weren't for the Raiders doing some shenanigans, the Dolphins had no shot, bro. Yeah. Oh, that's unreal. Yeah, I mean, you, the, that that game, that Bills Dolphins game, was a game for NFL Coach of the Year, right? I don't agree. 
You don't agree. You still think Stefanski is coach of the year? I think against all odds, Stefanski should like Stefanski. And, how and many, you need to bet? Many, you need to bet it because it's like plus six hundred right now for <sighs> Stefanski. How many times did Cleveland get hit with COVID this year with Stefanski? Oh, I, I I agree with you, but I think they Sean lost, McDermott. Is, they I lost Sean their McDermott best and most dynamic player. I hear you. Week four. They you're opened not, you're, the season by getting then, blown out then bet by it. Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Then bet it. Kevin if Stefanski you, has done the unthinkable. I, they I have get it. not won 11 games since 07. Actually, that was when they won no, 10 they games. They won 10 games. They won 10 games in 07. They haven't been to the playoffs since 02. They haven't won a division which he had them right there, right there. If they would have handled business, they had it right there to compete for it. They haven't won a division in 30 years. I get it, man. He he was playing against the curse, the Billy Goat curse, the curse of the Bambino. Kevin Stefanski should not have succeeded. He was a rookie head coach. There was questions leading into the season. He was a rookie head coach. They lost Nick Chubb for six games this year. They lost their entire starting wide receiver core. Their their starting safety and starting corner went down to start the year. Their starting middle linebacker went down to start the year. Olivier Vernon just tore his Achilles. Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year. I don't want to hear it. Sean McDermott traded for Stephon Diggs and won what three more games? They were in the playoffs last year. I I know this. I know this. I'm I'm telling you what Vegas is saying. I understand what Vegas is saying. And Kevin Stefanski is a plus sixteen hundred. You need to bet Kevin. If you think that, you put a hundred dollars on Kevin Stefanski right now. Well, you can't do it right now because it's not the the props aren't posted. I'm just saying it's outrageous that anyone thinks that it's Sean McDermott. Like, I, I don't understand how it's Sean McDermott. Who's, whose schedule was harder? It's the hype train, man. I, I, think Cleve, I think Cleveland's schedule is harder. That's what I'm saying. The Bills had two games against the Jets. They have, to play games- six, they have to play six games. They have to play six games against the AFC North. Jets twice. Patriots twice, who were not good this year, and Dolphins twice, who were all right. They were better with Fitzpatrick. The Bills had an easy schedule. The Bills lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Titans, and lost to the Cardinals on a Hail Mary. I just think – I don't understand how you don't think it's the Browns. That To put a winning culture in that franchise – in your first time being a head coach after we heard all offseason baker ain't it cleveland don't got it they got all, all offseason we heard it in like week 5 bro that's what i'm saying baker wasn't it this year either like i i it's the browns and even if kevin stefanski doesn't win coach of the year that's my choice I don't give a fuck what Vegas thinks and what all these dumb sports heads think. And they're, it's got to be Sean McDermott. No. Sean McDermott wasn't even the best record. And what was the Bills record last year? I think probably 10 and 6. 
Buffalo Bills record. Whew. By year. And six. And ten, six. ten and six. Unreal. Ten and six. They won three more games. Get out of here, bro. No way. I'm just – all right. That's, that's my soapbox. Sean McDermott will probably win it. Who was the coach of the year last year? Wasn't it Sean McDermott last year? Was it McDermott last year? So that'd be 2019 coach of the year. John Harbaugh. Oh, for the Ravens. That's right. Congratulations. You have a running back that throws. <laughs> Congratulations. You had the MVP on your roster. <laughs> I Lamar, Jackson, Lamar Jackson is a running back that can throw, right? No, he's a better. He's pretty good at quarterback, dude. Come on, don't do okay. that man like that. Okay. Don't do that he's man like a that. A fifty-one percent quarterback. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the scouts weren't that wrong when they said he should move to running back. No, I mean he's an ex, he's an excellent running back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But he is a damn good quarterback. He's no. He's a he is an average quarterback. No way, dude. Average. 100%, Kirk, Kirk 100%. Cousins is average. Lamar Jackson's better than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, barely. <laughs> yeah, so all right. So he's better than average. He's average. No, he's no, better I'll, than average. Yeah, I'll Kirk, give you better. Okay, okay. On the scale of average, good, great, elite, legendary, I'll give you he's good. Yeah, and he could be. He, what is the scale? Average, good, great, elite, legendary? He can be great. There's glimpses. glimpses. When he runs. When no. he runs the ball, he is great. Yeah. Talking about throwing the football. I'm talking no, about throwing, throwing the football. If he had, just if he you had, eliminate his running game, he, he came, is good. He came back from COVID and had 13 touchdown passes. Yeah. Oh, I no, like but have you, have you seen him throw a football? I'm not talking about stats. You're always the guy that says stats don't lie. I've Wait, watched him no, throw whoa, a football whoa. over this year. Stats do lie. Or stats lie. You're the, when sorry. he came back from COVID, Lamar Jackson was diamond out throws, bro. Like, talking tight window throws. Now, I can't say he's going to be great until I see it in the playoffs because in the playoffs, he doesn't do it. But he's stinker, good. Stinker, stinker. He's good. He's good. I'll give you that. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. Average is Kirk Cousins. Lamar Jackson is better than Kirk Cousins. Where does Baker Mayfield fit in? Ooh, Baker Mayfield's. If he doesn't play in the elements, Baker Mayfield's good. But it, when he plays in that fucking, I mean, although I think any quarterback in the weather gets fucking goes down, unless you're Aaron Rodgers. Except for Tom Brady. Tom Brady goes super sane when the temperature is below thirty, right? Aaron Rodgers, bro. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, true. Aaron Rodgers. It's almost like Aaron Rodgers overheats when it's above like forty degrees, bro. For real, dude. He goes Super Saiyan God mode, bro. Oh, oh don't get me started on my on my freaking watching of Dragon Ball Super that I've been my binge watching <laughs> that I've been doing over the last two weeks, bro. So, you want to hear a stat for Aaron Rodgers? Let's hear it. Sixty-nine, one and one. Is that when he's leading at halftime? In Lambo, yeah. <laughs> Here's another crazy stat. This 
if the Packers make the NFC Championship this year, which it almost looks like it's all, it's it's all I would I would almost stop short of guaranteeing it at this point. Yeah, no, I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> it if slash when they make it, uh-huh. this will be the first time Aaron Rodgers has hosted an NFC Championship game. That's almost shot. That's almost more shocking than Russell Wilson getting no MVP votes. I yeah, it's right there. It's neck and neck. It's, it's neck and neck. That's neck and right. Neck. And then uh, another crazy stat is Aaron Rodgers has three more touchdown passes than Packers had punts all year. Yeah, I saw that. That I mean that. I I wish we had an intern on the podcast so I could make him look up how many times in history that's happened. Where's Nevada? at? Well, Nevada's not an intern. He's our executive producer, so we can't tell him. We can't. We need like a we need like an enterprising like college student trying to get college credit by working on a by working on a podcast, sports media. I mean, maybe we just demote Nevada. <laughs> just- yeah, that works. That works for me too. All right, all right, intern Nevada. And so, how about the Titans almost messing up there? Yeah, no doubt. If the Dolphins would have won the, and the way the Titans were looking at that Texans game, the Titans would have made the playoffs. Isn't it just like the Titans and the Texans, though, to go like that? Dude, Deshaun Watson yet again loses in even more heartbreaking fashion. He tied the game. And the defense first play. First play with 20 seconds left, the defense gives up a 50-yard bomb to AJ Brown. He just he has to walk in the locker room and be like, "I'm not talking to any of you, motherfucker." I swear <laughs> to God, if you say a word to me, I'm going to punch you in the face. He should go to the GM and say, "Fuck you, pay me," even though he just got yeah, paid. Fuck you, pay me, and me. <laughs> I just my heart goes out to him. So if if Deshaun Watson manages a winning record next year, or if he goes eight and eight, he's my comeback player of the year next year. Deshaun Watson <laughs> is elite, right? <laughs> Dude, yes. He's an elite playing on a horrible defense. Let's talk about the opposite end of the scale. Below average, bad, worse, horrible. Oh man, horrible. Horrible Who's, defense. Oh, no. No, so if we were doing, oh man, just if we were doing horrible QBs, that would be Trent Dilfer and Rex Grossman. Whoa, okay, hold on. You got to talk about Rex Grossman on a week after he's done really well. <laughs> because Rex Grossman on a week that he's done really well, yes, horrible. However, you're not talking about the Rex Grossman the week after he's horrible because then he's elite. Okay, so can Trent Dilfer and Rex Grossman be horrible, though, if they made Super Bowls? Yes. Okay. All right. Here, Trent, I, Trent Dilfer is the worst Super Bowl quarter, winning quarterback of all time. Change my mind. And no, I can't. All right, so I, I have a question for you, and we're going to discuss the Nicolas Cage of quarterbacks. All right. It's got to be Eli Manning. No, 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 no. Eli, Eli's not that bad. Jameis Winston. You think you think he's okay? All right, give me, give he's me why Nicholas. you think. I was thinking the Nick Cage because he's been around for so long and he's like in everything, but it's not really that good. No, no, no. It's because Nick Cage can deliver 
blockbuster A plus movies and then give you the you know the Sorcerer's Apprentice or Ghost Rider. You know what I mean? Like, like Con Apprentice was not a, was an average movie on the scale that we're using. Con Air. Are you sure? Well, hold on. Con Air, great movie. Okay, Jesus. Great, great movie. Don't, right? don't you scare me like that. I, the way you said it gave me no indication which way you were going to go. <laughs> Con Air, great movie, right? Ghost Rider, absolute putrid shit. Yeah, yeah, not good. Bangkok Dangerous, awful movie. Doc, Trent Dilfer in the Super Bowl, in the 2001 Super Bowl, was 12 for 25 for 153 yards and a touchdown. 12 for 25. He was less than 50%. He had an 80.9 rating. Keep in mind, QB, QB ratings go up to 143. He was less than 50% completion. That's that's putrid, bro. It's the worst, it's the worst performance ever. Ever? Ever. Uh, by a winning quarterback. By Okay. I'm I, say, sure I, so I say bad. ever as I, I say ever as I turned as I scroll down the page and see Kerry Collins was 15 for 39 for 112 yards and four interceptions. 15 for 39, 112 yards, four interceptions. By the way, Jermaine, that's a rating of 7.1. Let me remind you that ratings go up to 143. Who did Kerry Collins do that for? The Titans, the Giants, no, the Giants, the Giants? The Giants, and the Ravens. Oh, that was against Trent Dilfer. Yeah, that was against Trent Dilfer in 2001. Oh my goodness, that's miserable. Yeah, but he didn't win, so we can't we can't <laughs> we can't loop him in the category of worst Super Bowl winning quarterbacks of all time. So <laughs> he didn't win. You're right. <laughs> is Kerry Collins is he a horrible quarterback? Is Car- I would say Kerry Collins is an average quarterback. Right. That's but he had a horrible game in the Super Bowl. Well, that's the Ravens defense, though. One hundred percent, yeah. Man, the Ravens did. They had a four hundred rushing yards against the Bengals, dude. Yeah, they had four hundred rushing yards. And uh, one thing, I was watching that sportscast, and the announcers were literally drooling over the Ravens. They were like, "Oh, the Ravens keep on rolling." Yeah, it's against the Bengals. Did they like? Did they think the Bengals were going to win because of that I, performance against the Steelers? I have I have no idea. I really don't. But like the sportscasters were like, "Oh, and like the Ravens, wow, they've they're really uh shellacking the Bengals." It's like, "Yes, it's the Ravens and it's the Bengals." JK Dobbins averaged 12.3 yards per carry in that game. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals the Bengals couldn't stop a running nose. Man. All right, so the the draft order is set. Yeah. Did you see where did you see where your team came in? Eighth, yeah. Bengals got a top five pick. The Dolphins got a top five pick. Top three. Three. Bet you Deshaun Watson so <laughs> just, uh, just another another just Deshaun Watson just walked into <laughs> the GM's office, the owner's office even. He just goes above the GM and just has a fucking check and just puts the check down and goes, write numbers on it, monkey. <laughs> he has no help coming. <laughs> I feel so none, bad none, for this guy. None. none. 
They are so fucked, bro. <laughs> Wait, doesn't he still have this? Wait, but doesn't he still have what? Will does? Mm. Will Fuller? Yeah, no, he doesn't have anybody. He doesn't have anybody. At least he has Darren Fells. Stop! <laughs> Stop, bro. The guy that got <laughs> ran out of Oakland because he wasn't good enough. Oh man. Dude, uh, so the all right. So let's talk about. Go, the, we'll go through what? go 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 through the draft order as we know it now. Go through the draft order as we know it now. All right, I was gonna bring up that Cardinals Rams game. Hold on, let me find the draft order. Dude, that the Rams. How fucking embarrassing are the Rams, dude? Well, I mean, if Jared Goff comes back, they might fucking beat the Seahawks. There's no way, dude. Oh, boy. Wow, where is the NFL draft order? Why is it not popping up? NFL draft order. There we go. All right, so uh, where do you want me to start? Uh, Pick one. Pick a team or the first, first one? No, no, just go Jacksonville Jaguars for number one. Yeah. So Jags, Jags, Jets, Dolphins, and then go from, because we know the top what? The top 10? Yeah. Top. I mean, we know the top 18. Oh, so go through the top 18. Okay. Well, uh, the top five, rounding out the top five, you have Atlanta mm-hmm. at number four, Cincinnati at number five, Philadelphia at number six, Detroit at number seven. Panthers at number eight. Whoop, whoop. Denver at number nine. Dallas at 10. New York football giants at 11. <clears throat> San Francisco at 12. Los Angeles Chargers, 13. Minnesota Vikings, 14. New England Patriots, 15. Arizona Cardinals, 16. Las Vegas Raiders, 17. Miami Dolphins, 18. Jeez. Miami's going to reload. <laughs> reload? They're already loaded. No, I know, that's, but they didn't make the playoffs, so now they're just going to reload. I don't even know, like, what their, like, biggest need is. Quarterback. So you think you think they draft a quarterback? So no, I don't I don't think they draft a quarterback, but here's my prediction. I don't think Tua will be quarterback for the Miami Dolphins in 2023. 2023. Okay. So two years from now. All right. Because here's because here's the thing. You can say he was coming off a major hip surgery. You can say he got thrown into it without the normal camp that rookies get. But there's certain things that come from there's certain ways you can look at quarterbacks, right? You can look at quarterbacks and you can say he made a mistake because he didn't know the play, right? Tua against the Bills and in other games that I've watched of the Dolphins. He just makes bad reads and makes terrible throws. And that has nothing to do with a hip 
or nothing to do with game planning or nothing to do with not getting an offseason or COVID. It has nothing to do with those four factors. It has the fact that he's not a good quarterback throwing the football. So you think he's not a good quarterback? I think he is a bad quarterback. He is a poor man's Lamar Jackson who can't run as well. I mean, I don't know if I agree or disagree. Yeah, I mean, and we have to, like, and here's the thing, right? You have to see next year, he has to go win you ball games. Because ultimately, a quarterback has to step up sometimes and say, I got this and go win you ball games. And I did not see that from Tua this year. You know who I saw it from? Their closer, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick wins football games. I don't know how. I don't know why the gods have blessed him with a special skill to just go out there and win football games. Let me ask you this. If Ryan Fitzpatrick wasn't benched, Miami's in the playoffs? Oh, man. That's that's an interesting question, right? Because when they took when Buffalo took out their starters, it was 28 to 13 and Miami had the ball. That's a whole different ball game. It wasn't 28 to 13. It was. Yeah, when they cuz I, I I texted the group when they put uh when they put Barkley in. And they yeah. and they kept they kept some of their some of their first string D in. Well, the score was 49-13 at one point. So No, I know. No, I know. That's because Tua kept throwing interceptions. Yeah, but I'm talking about the whole season. Oh, the whole season? No, I don't think so. You, so you're saying if Fitzmagic was the quarterback for all 16 games, they still don't make the playoffs? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. That's, an, that's a very interesting question. I think their def- I think their defense is the sole reason that they were even in the in even at ten and five. Because they were what they were. When was their buy? So they they were four they and were, two or something. They were three and three at their buy. Yeah, they lost to the Seahawks, Bills, and Patriots, and they were three and three at their bye. And then they beat the Rams, the the Cardinals, the Chargers, lost to the Broncos, beat the Jets, beat the Bengals, lost to the Chiefs, beat the Dolphins, beat the Raiders, lost to the Bills. Yeah, they might not have made it. I just I, I I see a glaring need in Miami and it is basically the quarterback. I kinda want Miami to to pair the three and eighteen and trade it to Jacksonville. To move up to grab Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah. So you got Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence now? Mm, I I don't know, man. Jacksonville's the one seed as the one pick. No, I know. That so there's two things working against 
Well, so here's the thing, right? Normally, there's two things working against, uh, or the, the, there's there's one knock that I have on both Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields is an Ohio State quarterback. Ohio State quarterbacks don't do well in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be good in the NFL, personally. Trevor Lawrence is, what, a four-year starter now, right? Or a three-year starter. Yeah, he's been starting since he was a true freshman. Historically, guys that start as freshmen don't do well in the NFL. Uh, I don't think either. Example? Jimmy Clausen, who's the fucking Cleveland Browns guy who benched uh, Brady Quinn, uh, Tim Tebow, uh, Johnny Manziel. Uh, was that enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> Just because I mean, there's so much, there's so much tape out there that you can't, yeah, you can't hide a guy after four years, three to four years in college anymore. If he's a starter, especially playing in a big conference, namely the SEC, ACC, Big Twelve. Big Ten. So you don't think either of them are going to be good? I don't think either of them are going to be good. I, I don't see a good quarterback in this draft. Wow. Now, I could be wrong. I could be surprised. Yeah, I mean, what the hell do we know? <laughs> isn't, Trey, isn't, isn't, isn't Trey Lance coming out in this draft from North Dakota State? I think he is, but isn't there... I mean, what, I mean, what the fuck do we know about North Dakota State quarterbacks? I Have you watched the North Dakota State game? Carson Wentz. Yeah, but w- have you watched a have you watched a, a North Dakota State game this year? I didn't, I didn't watch any college this year. I have no idea what Trey Vance looks like. I have no idea. I, 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 have, I didn't even watch a BYU game, so I have no idea what Zach Wilson looks like. Yeah, Zach Wilson reminds me of uh, Josh Allen, though. Yeah. That yeah. Could, that could make sense. Is he is he does he is he a runner like like uh, Josh Allen? No, I mean I don't know why. I just whenever I've seen highlights of him, I'm like, oh yeah, this kid reminds me of. That's just my comp for some reason. We talked I about mean, it a little bit, Jermaine. But let's talk about let's let's move on to we'll, we'll do the NFL draft as it gets closer and what we think. But that was the draft order. Talk to me about we you talked about it a little bit. Talk to me about NFL awards now that the season is officially over and we can't take take playoffs into account. I heard a ludicrous I had a ludicrous take the other day that we should deciding the college football awards, we should take the bowl games into account. Even though not everyone plays in the bowl game? Yes. That's why it's a ludicrous account. Because a guy was trying to justify that Justin Fields should win the Heisman. I think he had a I think he had a preseason bet that Justin Fields would win the Heisman. They play he was six arguing. games, eat a dick. They don't even deserve to be in the fucking playoffs. I agree. All right, NFL awards. MVP is Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers, but I want Josh Allen to win it. Okay, but it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, I'm, I want Josh Allen to win it, though. <laughs> I know you want Josh Allen to win it, but... I mean, Josh Allen has 50 touchdowns this year. And the Bills single-season Combined. Combined. You know what I mean? Like 50 touchdowns. Josh Allen was lights out. I agree. Offensive player of the year is Derrick Henry for me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's probably Derrick Henry, but I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs as the 
Led the league in receptions and yards. Yeah. Again, you're not going to find any argument with me. Yeah, I mean, it's Derrick Henry, though. <laughs> I'm just presenting an alternative. What about NFC Offensive Player of the Year? NFC Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah, because they split it up. AFC and NFC. Oh, damn. Stefan Diggs got fucked. <laughs> yeah, he got doubly fucked. Um, Man. Kamara or Dalvin Cook? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking off the top of my head, Alvin Kamara. Uh, yeah, I think it might be Kamara. Dalvin Cook was the second leading rusher, though, so it could be Dalvin Cook. But Alvin Kamara, I don't know how they factor in wins into their voting, but Alvin Kamara, you know, had the most receptions for a running back in the league. And then obviously had that six touchdown performance. So I'd say it's one of those two. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be Kamara. Uh, defensive player of the year. Um, AFC, it's between TJ Watt and Xavier Howard for me. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say Xavier Howard. Dude, 10 interceptions? Yeah. 10 interceptions? Fuck out of here. It's Xavier Howard, bro. TJ Watt had a damn good season, bro. 15 sacks. Dude, unreal. 15 sacks, two forced fumbles, one interception, 43 solo tackles. Yeah. It's a, it's a good year, but I, I think it's going to be Xavier Howard. NFC, it's Aaron Donald, right? Trey Hendrickson. You think so? I mean, that's just the homer pick in me, dude. <laughs> Trey, Hendrick, Trey Hendrickson, 22 solo tackles, 13 and a half sacks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, <laughs> he only has eight and a half tackles that are separate from his sacks. He's a DN. He doesn't need to do anything else. What does Aaron Donald have? Uh, 27 and 13 and a half sacks with four forced fumbles. Yeah, he has Hendrick. one force. He has one force fumble, Hendrick. one pass defense. Yeah, he. So you said how many tackles did Aaron Donald have? 27. <laughs> he didn't. His numbers are super close to Trey Hendrickson's. <laughs> you getting on my ass? <laughs> Is there any way? That Miles Garrett wins AFC Defensive Player of the Year. <sighs> What's Miles Garrett's stat line right now? Asking for a friend who has a plus twelve hundred prop on him. What's Miles uh, Garrett's stat? Thirty-three solo tackles, twelve sacks, four forced fumbles. I mean, there's a chance. I just don't think it's good enough. I don't think it's better than ten interceptions. He only had four tackles against the Steelers to close out the year against their backups. That's that's not good. I think it's going to be Xavier Howard, rookie I mean, rookie of rookie of the year. We we already know what it is. James James, James Robinson and Justin Jefferson. I think it should be James Robinson, but no, that's every, every, they split it. Uh, but they split it though. Oh, you're saying they split it. It's in conferences, yeah. So that's why I'm saying that's who the two rookies are going to be. No, I didn't think they did conferences for rookies. And they split it into offense and defensive, if I believe, if I believe so. Offensive I'm rookie. Probably, I'm defense. pretty sure it's only. 
Only uh, offense and defense. Let's see. Uh, 2019. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, rookie is only offense and defense. Listen, Justin Jefferson was great. He's going to win it. But is James Robinson really not in the conversation? Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> he CBS, literally so. got, what, 20, 1,200 scrimmage yards on Jacksonville? No, no. James Robinson had uh, close to 1,500. On Jacksonville? Yeah, it should be James Robinson. Okay, look. My thing is, is Justin Jefferson bald. Tight. Good. Single season rookie uh, yards record. That's fucking dope. The dude was drafted in the first round. That's what he did. What he's supposed to do. Who the yeah, fuck he, had James he Robinson? He, he might. He might have. Ex- he might have exceeded it by, by a little bit. He might have exceeded exceptions a little bit, but he did what a first round pick is supposed to do. He he produced in his first year. In the deepest wide receiver draft class, you cannot be surprised the wide receiver went off. James Robinson, uh, James Robinson had what the third most fantasy points as well. James, yeah, James Robinson on an absolutely terrible team. I mean, awful. He had four or five different fucking quarterback quarterbacks, dude. Like it's unreal what he was able to do. And you're gonna sit here and tell me that? Let's see. He had 240 carries in 14 games. For 1,070 yards, seven touchdown at 4.5 yards per attempt, right? Then he had 49 catches for 340 yards and three touchdowns. And only lost the ball once. Unreal, dude. Total yards, 14, 14. 4.9 yards for touch. Like 81.7% catch rate. 4.5 yards per attempt rushing. Like, are you you kidding me, dude? Like on a one on a one and fifteen team. On an awful team. It's to me, it's James Robinson. The dude was an undrafted rookie, was not supposed to be there. No one knew his name. No one knew he was gonna be good. And he fucking balled. What college did James Robinson go to? <laughs> uh Illinois State. Is that because you have it up on your computer? No, dude, because I know that because I think he's the rookie of the year, and because I just googled. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we we already talked about coaches. What about execs? Oh, it's um, hmm, that's a good question. It's got to be. What is it? Who's Miami's GM? I Does he know. get credit for almost getting them there? <laughs> Cleveland's Uh, GM Cleveland's GM could be I think it's going to be Brandon Bean though Oh Fucking A (laughs) That makes you mad doesn't it No it makes me mad at fucking Dave Gettleman That's what I'm saying Brandon Bean Because think about it That trade for Stefan Diggs Completely changed that team Yeah no, I, I, I'm I'm happy for him. I really am. Not 
happy for Brandon Bean. He needs to be with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's what I think. I, I, the, the, the Dolphins GM has a shot. Um, man, there's got to be someone that we're not thinking of. Well, Green Bay, Kansas City. No, not, not Green Bay. Can't reward the guy for taking Jordan Love and fucking Matt LaFleur coaching that team up. And Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers getting mad. Like, nah, dude, he should be the un-GM of the year. Maybe he drafted Jordan Love just to make Aaron Rodgers mad. <laughs> he was just like, all right, we need Aaron Rodgers to play a little better. What's our tactic here? Yeah, He's playing well, but we need to play at an MVP level. Speaking of that, the playoff matchups have been set. So on Saturday, we're going to get number seven, Indy, at number two, Buffalo. Buffalo wins this game, right? Yeah, dude. Phil Rivers is and, done. I think he retires after this. And uh, st- uh, again, on Saturday, we get number six, uh, Los Angeles Rams, at number three, Seattle. I think there is a chance that the Rams win this one. That's because you hate Seattle, though. A good chance. That's because my prediction was Seattle loses in the first round. Yeah, and Seattle just lost to the Rams, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, because no, no, the Rams played the Cardinals. Never mind. The uh, Seahawks almost lost to the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, and then on Saturday, the number five Bucks at the number four Washington football team. This is going to be a massacre. I think Tom Brady fucking eats this fucking team alive, dude. I think he throws for 450 yards. And that's being that's being extremely that's being extremely conservative. This is this game right here is the game that gets Antonio Brown paid. Again, you think? Yeah, Mike Evans misses this game, and Antonio Brown goes out, has double digit catches, two hundred yards, and two tutties, and steals one more of Scotty Miller's touchdowns. Bro, he totally <laughs> stole Scotty Miller's touchdown, bro. Scotty was wide open, too, in the back of the end zone. And, and Antonio Brown just streaked across, barely stayed in bounds when, like, Scotty Miller was well in bounds, not covered. He just stole a touchdown from him. Scotty, like, And then he was like, and then he, like, got down on the ground and he was like, thank you, God. Thank you for this opportunity. I was like, what about Scotty Miller, dog? Scotty doesn't know, bro. Uh, and then on Sunday, we're going to get uh, what what is going to be my favorite matchup of this first round. Number five, Baltimore. Number four, Tennessee. Oh, dude. Earl Thomas is gone, though. I love I know. Now he, Derek Henry's lead blocker isn't going to be there. Holy shit. You want yeah. to hear something crazy? What's that? Antonio Brown has 45 catches on the year. When did he join the Bucks? He played eight games. Jesus. So he had 90 catches? Like if you played a full season? Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had 483 yards of four touchdowns. I didn't think Antonio Brown did that well. Holy shit, that dude just. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's why I asked you. I asked you when we were texting this weekend and watching the games. I was like, is that his first touchdown or something? You're like, no, he has four or five. I was like, what? <laughs> when? Yeah, when? Exactly. That's what I just did. And then oh. on. On Sunday, we'll get what will be my second favorite matchup, which will be a number six Cleveland at number three Pittsburgh. I like we talked about earlier. I want to see Cleveland do this magical storybook run through the playoffs. I think they're going to get mollywopped by Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't think it's close. 
I think Pittsburgh is an older brother who just let we're, we're, we're watching the stages of little brother just beat big brother at Madden because big brother called the same play for three quarters. Yeah. And now big brother, now little brother's talking all that smack and big brother's going to be like, oh, okay, let's actually play now. Man. I wish OBJ was playing, dude. Although I did, I did hear the stat that the Browns are ten and two this year when Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt score a touchdown. Yeah, that's duh. <laughs> Their best players scored a touchdown, they win. Okay, yeah, I think you can pull that stat out for just about any team. What kind of dumb shit is that, dude? Uh, and then our final, the final matchup on Sunday, number seven Bears at the Saints. I don't think there's any chance. I want to see the Bears beat the Saints. I don't think there's any chance. I think the hey, chill I think, the fuck out with your want over there. I want the Bears to. I want the Bears to literally murder the Saints. I mean, I'm not talking like beat them by a high score. I'm talking like all they pick up charges. Why? That's just hurtful, dude. Fuck the Saints. Yo, you guys are starting to get like you guys are really starting to get like Steelers and Patriots fans now. Since when? When have really? I ever done anything like that? Really, you're the only you're you're representing the entire fan base, and I'm just trying to get you spun up right now. <laughs> uh, in 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 the AFC, Casey obviously has the buy, and in the NFC, Green Bay has the buy. So Javon wins. You remember when he fucking snap tried snatching Chauncey's chain and then hit him in the helmet? Jesus, yeah. He's back, bro. He's in New Orleans now for the playoffs. He's gonna get whooped. <laughs> he's gonna get spanked. He's gonna, get, whims to he's gonna get bent over. He's gonna get bent over a knee and whooped. Chauncey uh, Gardner tweeted, he's like, he's coming to he's coming. Yeah, I, he's, I saw that. He's coming home or something. He's coming to the <laughs> Oh man, that's we'll, we'll we'll go over real quick because uh, it'll be a topic of the offseason, but Anthony Lynn, Adam Gase, and Doug Marone are all out as head coaches. We should be celebrating Adam Gase more, but it's it just mainly feels like a relief that that the Jets got rid of him. It's Adam even, Gase even did just enough to fuck the Jets on his way out. Yeah, just you gotta love it, really. You, you really gotta love it. But like I said, maybe he didn't because I don't think Trevor Lawrence is this can't miss prospect that that everybody is saying. Normally, in my opinion, when someone is can't miss, they probably are fifty fifty. Yeah, uh, that's probably a good point. It really depends the, on the coach. When the scouts label somebody can't miss, well, there's probably a fifty fifty chance. Remember when Ryan Leaf was can't miss? Who? Peyton Manning's uh, the guy that got drafted before Peyton Manning. <laughs> I, I know that was the whole point. I know. I know. Um, the the Bengals. I, I don't think the I don't think the the retaining of Zach Taylor by the Bengals and uh, Doug Pedersen by the uh, Eagles was really that surprising. You can chalk it up to Taylor needs another season with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow got hurt, obviously, and the Eagles want to see what Doug Pedersen can do with Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. Or a not a not a not Carson Wentz quarterback. Um, Doug Peterson should have been fired. Zach Taylor absolutely shouldn't even been questioned. Fired? Yeah, he sh- they shouldn't have even questioned to fire him. Zach Taylor did. You know he had the Bengals scrappy. He had them competing with nothing. You're saying that he should not, he shouldn't have even been on, he shouldn't be on the quote hot seat. It shouldn't have been an announcement that the Bengals are keeping him. That's what you're saying. It should not. It should not have. Yeah. 
Both years, the Bengals were scrappy. Yeah. And probably would have been even scrappier with Joe Burrow, but he, of course, he got hurt because of the field at fucking uh, FedEx Field. The turf at FedEx Field. The fucking FedEx Field, bro. <laughs> Unreal. Um, yeah. So right, so right now there's six open vacancies. The Chargers, the Jets, the Jags, the Falcons, the Lions, and the Texans. And really the only one that we've heard, uh, obviously there's the same great coaching candidates that they were last year. Eric Biemini, uh, Robert Sala, Josh McDaniels, like we said, is going to be in the conversation. Do you yeah, think Josh yeah. McDaniels has the balls to go to New York, the Jets? I don't think Josh McDaniels has balls. I think he. I think. I think Bill Belichick's hand is so far up his ass that he's Bill Belichick's puppet now. That's. I mean, I, you're you're not going to get any argument from me. And then the the big coaching name of the offseason that we're going to keep track on is Urban Meyer. Apparently, wants twelve million dollars to go to the Jags. Now, who's the uh, who's the Arthur Smith? Arthur Smith. The uh, Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, he uh, he would probably looking at it. He probably would be a good fit in in L.A. with Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he's a, he's a hot name right now. He's he is expected to be interviewed by all six head coach openings right now. Which is fucking insane that Robert Sala and Eric Bieniemy aren't doing. Yeah. Like, what do they have to do? (laughs) What do they they have to do, dude? I I think that I think that Houston and Detroit are basically a team are teams that could use uh, an offensive or a defensive minded guy, right? Why? Like, what? Robert Sala would be perfect. Excuse me. For those two positions. I think, man, he's such a good fit for both those two. I can't pick one or the other uh, over the other. And then, and then Biemini, right? I, I would love, I would love to see him with the chargers. No, 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 no. I want him to go coach Deshaun Watson. You want him to go to Houston. I want him to coach Deshaun Watson. Yes. So then I, I want Andy Reed versus B Mahomes versus Watson. Like that draft, dude, the storylines, and I'd watch, I'd pop popcorn and watch those football games, dude. So the Jets are hiring uh, John Harbaugh, right? The Or not, not John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, right? Oh, my God. It would Harbaugh. be the most Jets thing for them to do. Either the Jets or the Jags are going to hire Jim Harbaugh. The thing is, is, He's a good NFL and, head coach, and you're, and you're rubbing your head because you know that you know that it's so. And then instead of drafting Trevor Lawrence, they're gonna sign Colin Kaepernick. Stop, dude, dude. We're gonna have an entire city commit suicide if that happens, dude. Jets fans are already at wit's end, bro. I know all they had to do was lose, which they're really good at. They couldn't even lose right. Oh my god, that's that's a that what you just proposed is horrifying. That was but, just the most and the funny thing is is I'm like I want to say that's not going to happen, but like I can't. But like and also it's not like it's not like something you're like, "Oh, that's a 5% t- chance of happening." You're like, "That's like 40 to 
that like the Jets would do something. I won't go 50-50, but I'll give it 40. I'll give it 47. 47. Dude, you know what I want to see? I want to see I want to see Urban Meyer take the Jags job and then hire Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> apparently, apparently, if if Urban Meyer does not uh, does not go, Ryan Day will then be the Ryan Day. I don't under I don't I didn't really understand what the article was trying to say, but they said if Jim Harbaugh declines an NFL job, then the hottest college name will be Ryan Day. Ryan Day has already come out and said I don't understand. I'm not leaving Ohio State. Why would you? Yeah, it's so easy to win in college. You don't even have to be a good coach. Yeah. You just have to be a good recruiter. Yeah. See Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer was not that good a coach. Yeah. Unreal. He made so many questionable decisions as a head coach that like, you were like, what are you doing? And now he's going to get $12 million to coach in the NFL, and he's going to ruin Trevor Lawrence. But boy, could that man recruit? Hey, son, bro, he hey, can. Son, you want to come? You want to come to the University of Florida? He's like, we got I, cocaine and bitches. I know you're gonna steal a laptop, and you really like Jesus, and you're gonna probably murder a man later in life. But why don't you come win a national championship with me? I don't think this is how Urban Meyer talks, but that's not how he talks at all. But I like it, Urban Meyer. <laughs> So for such a religious dude, he ran some grimy fucking programs. Dude. Oh, <laughs> <Dude>. what? <laughs> oh man. All right. So for fantasy, this is, fucking, you, this is how you know he's grimy because he had UMass at eleven wins. Bro, yeah, he paid someone for those. The rest, hundred percent. All right. So for fantasy booking, we've got Bienemy to Houston, Robert Sala to Detroit, Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. Jim Har- Jim Harbaugh to the Jets. Uh, Raheem Morris stays in Atlanta. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I was about to say that. Classic Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> Keep being our doorstep. We appreciate and he, it. And he stays there for five years before they then, fire him. And then Arthur Smith to the Chargers. Yeah, I I mean, that's 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 yeah, I could see all those happening. And if and if Jim Harbaugh doesn't go to the Jets, they're gonna rehire Eric Mangini. Stop, dude! What? Eric the Mad Genius Mangini, bro? Let's go! They're gonna rehire. They're gonna rehire Marty Schottenheimer, Charlie Weiss, <laughs> Charlie Weiss. Is he? I think he's auditioning for the role in the second or the third season of The Mandalorian, right? As Jabba the Hutt. Nah, he's already cast. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Charlie Weiss. What does Charlie Weiss up to these days, <laughs> dude? I'm pretty sure he's a college coach for like a. Charlie little- Weiss would 100 percent do our podcast, right? <laughs> yes, he would. He'd come up here and talk shit with us. All right, but sleeper, my sleeper head coach candidate that I want to see get a job is Leslie Frazier. Yeah, I mean, you mean you mean re get a job? Yeah, I mean, but you know, he was unceremoniously dumped. Yeah, I would love to see Jim Schwartz get another head coaching job. Dude, Jim Schwartz said he's taking the year off next year. Man, he that might sucks. He, he might retire too. You know who needs you know who needs to get another job? Jim Caldwell. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. He made the 
Lions relevant for a few years, dude. Yeah, didn't he have him at like 12 and 4 one year? I don't think he did that one. Maybe 10 and 6. <laughs> That's it. That is, I, as soon as the words left my mouth, I was like, yeah, 12 and 4 is like pretty good. Charlie Weiss, by the way, Charlie Weiss is the offensive coordinator at South Florida. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew he was at some some obscure school, bro. So he was the Lions head coach from 2014 to 2017. Wait, no, no, no. That, sorry, that was that's that's Charlie Weiss Jr. I'm sorry. Uh, oh wow. Charlie Weiss is not coaching right now. Holy shit, dude. Jim Caldwell had the Lions at eleven and five. And then they fired him, right? No, no. He went eleven and five, seven and nine. Seven and nine, and they fired him. No, then he went nine and seven. But he and he lost twice in a wild card game. Racist ass Lions. <laughs> and, yet, and yet and yet Marvin Lewis stuck around for what fifteen years, losing every year in the playoffs. Dude, the Lions have been ass water since Oh my God! It's the curse. He put a voodoo curse on them when he left. So he did four years with the Lions. You want to know his records? Are you ready? Let's hear it. Eleven and five. Second in the NFC North. Lost to the Cowboys in 2014 in in the wild card game. Seven and nine. Third in the NFC North. North. Nine and seven. Second in the NFC North. North. Why do I keep saying that? Lost to Seattle Seahawks in the NFC wild card game. Then in 2017, he was nine and seven again, second in the NFC North, and then they didn't make the playoffs. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not very good at math, but that's a that's a pretty decent. Uh, His win percentage was 563, dude. The Lions would kill for 563 right now. Like I literally kill a man, bro. They would suck a dick. For beer money for um, that record, they, bro. They would suck a lot of dicks, probably. Bro, five. He averaged a nine and seven record with the Lions. That's impressive. Who is his quarterback? Oh, Matt Stafford. That was sorry. That was a silly Dude, question. The most disrespected, underrated quarterback in the NFL is Matt Stafford. He had the throw of the fucking year, which would be already in Canton if Patrick Mahomes did it himself. But we don't respect Matt Stafford for whatever reason. Dude is an iron man. Rarely misses games. May I, may I just say this? Patrick Mahomes, no look throw was on a little five yard check down. It was on a five yard check down and the dude was wide open. Right? I could make that throw. Matt Stafford threw it in the back of the end zone at probably 80 miles per hour through to cover guys no he threw it through five defenders five defenders in the back of the end zone yeah it's unreal dude yeah. young aaron Rodgers has done everything patrick mahomes has done but everyone's the prisoner of the moment because in his first full season he went for 5050 which i'm not downplaying it's stupid impressive <laughs> I'm not downplaying that. That's dumb impressive. But Aaron Rodgers used to do all that stuff Patrick Mahomes does. Aaron Rodgers last year was getting tackled by the Chiefs. Getting tackled. His body is parallel with the line of scrimmage. His eyes are bulging like a deer who's about to get hit head on by a car. He's staring at the defensive sideline. And he flicks his wrist. And the ball travels 47 yards. 
and hits Jamal Williams in the bread basket in the tiny, the tiny corner of the back of the end zone, and he catches it for a touchdown. And people and people sit here like Patrick Mahomes is this. I'm just like, dude, Aaron Rodgers does what Patrick Mahomes does. I don't understand how you're forgetting that Aaron Rodgers is still in the fucking league. <laughs> is that your throw of the year, the Matt Stafford one? Yes, it's absolutely that one. Can I can I submit the Ryan the Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, Las Vegas Raiders throw? Oh yes, you can. The, <laughs> the, the third one in that one. The third one in that is um, Kyler Murray to D Hop, dude. Yeah, but I'm but sorry. That was, that was more. That's that's more luck than anything. That's or that's more. That's more D Hop doing what D Hop does. Yeah, I mean. Kyler Murray still had to get it there, but yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's why it gets the bronze medal stand. Yeah, it gets bronze. Fitz Magic gets silver because dude, what a! Th- I mean, like, <laughs> dude almost lost his head for that throw. Dude. He's magic. He's a wizard. He is. You're you're a wizard, Harry. All hail Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is the All greatest hell. quarterback we have ever seen. <laughs> I, is he? Yeah, he he is. He has to be. <laughs> He's the greatest closer of all time. Move aside, Mariana Rivera. <laughs> move aside. He's getting right, unanimously right, elected. Let's move on to let's move on to fight him and cut him, and then we'll you give got the it. Trivia. Take it away. Take it away. I just I, I I don't feel as passionate about this as you do. But the Eagles in week seventeen. Are you kidding bench, me? Benched they- Jalen Hurts. Benched pretty much all of their team. Put in second and third string players. Well, because I think it's hilarious, right? You here, so you you take over, and I'll let you know why I think it's hilarious. It it was obvious tanking. They threw the game, literally, point blank through the game. Jalen Hurts had them down three. They were in the game to win it, and you play to win the game, because it's disrespectful to the men that are suiting up every single day. Why do you have your offensive linemen out there putting their shit on the line against these defensive, this defensive front seven and expect them to keep playing for you when you just, you just quit on them? If you're going to get in, car, in human car crashes, at least make it worth something, right? It's unreal. Have some respect and decency for the other 53 men who laced up on that football field for you. If I was an Eagles player, I'd demand a trade, and I, Doug Peterson's no longer my coach. I don't respect that man anymore. He expects me to come in next year and play for him after that miserable display of head coaching. All year, you let Carson Wentz take the battery, just the, the huge brunt of everything you were doing. Your shit play calling, always going for it on fourth down, putting your defensive and shit management, your awful, awful personnel decisions. You can't keep anyone healthy. You clearly don't have a, a grasp of your locker room with all the shit that's said behind closed doors. And now you quit on people? You Prime time, Sunday night football game. You are flexed into this. This is a big-time matchup. You have the ability to keep a division rival out of the playoffs. And you're going to tell me you're going to bench your starting quarterback? The guy who you benched your $150 million quarterback for. The guy who's played three games for you, only won one, only won one game, and you've got enough film on him to know what he's going to provide you next season. 
Never mind that that man needs reps. It's unreal what he did. It's an embarrassment to competition is what he did. I would hate to have money on that game. Yeah, it probably would have been pretty bad. Could you imagine if you were in your fantasy championship and your Jalen Hurts was your quarterback? Like, it's unreal what he did. And then the Eagles come out and, and back him up and say that he's going to stay. As he's, They gave him – they already said that he was going to stay before the game happened. Now the reports are – did you see the, the most recent headline? Uh-uh. Eagles outraged at Peterson. Yeah, no, that's not shocking. Many players were mad about Jalen Hurts benching. Some had to be held back from approaching Phil Eagles head coach. That's well, he how certainly knows how to win over a locker room, huh? That's how embarrassing of a head coach that man is. That's how embarrassing that organization is, and they deserve to get week one matched up with the Giants and get their shit pushed in. Saquon Barkley, 200 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, NFL schedulers. If you are not putting Eagles-Giants week one, you're wrong. Sunday night, week one. Sunday night, Sunday night. Listen, but can I, can I, submit, can I submit something? That might that might be hilarious. It better be funny. Imagine hating your rival so much that you completely throw away a game just so that another team in your division can make the playoffs. Eagles and Giants. I just don't think that's what happened. I don't think it's what happened either, but I love conspiracy theories, so Yeah, I think I think Doug's, Doug Peterson is an embarrassment of a head coach. And now that Adam Gase and Bill O'Brien and Matt Patricia and Anthony Lynn and Doug Marone are all out, guess who the podcast is rooting to get fired next? Fire Doug. Doug Peterson, welcome to the fucking show, you bum. And Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, fucking uh, Blake Martinez. Daniel Jones, Wayne Fumbling Gallman, Jason Garrett, Joe Judge, and the rest of you fucking bum New York Giants. How about you win more than six fucking football games before you open your fucking mouth, you fucking fat pieces of doo-doo? Unreal. Six games? Stay off Twitter. You're four games below 500. Unreal. Yeah. Anyway, we asked we we asked you at the beginning of the show how many players have rushed for over two thousand yards in a single season, and bonus how many of them have won MVP. You have any guesses, Jermaine? Um, I said seventeen. I don't think that's right, though. I'm gonna go nine, nine, and then how many have won MVP? I'm gonna go. Ooh, it's running back. I'm gonna go three. That is incorrect. Eight players have won or have have rushed for over 2,000 yards in a season. That's not as many as I thought it'd be. OJ started off in 1973. He did it in 14 games. Eric Dickerson did it in 1984. Uh, Barry Sanders did it in 97. Terrell Davis in 98. Jamal Lewis in 2003. Chris Johnson with the Titans did it in 2009. Adrian Peterson did it in 2012. And Derrick Henry did it in 2020. 
So the Titans have two of those, huh? Yes, Titans have two of them. Wait, Jamal Lewis did it with the with the Ravens, right? The Ravens, yes. So the Ravens have two of those as well. Uh, oh wait, no, 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 no. Jamal Jamal Lewis. Oh, Jamal Lewis did it with the Ravens. Sorry, never mind. Uh, four of the seven, obviously, it, it is eight who have rushed, but obviously the 2020 MVP has not been announced. Four of seven won the MVP, and six of seven won the Offensive Player of the Year. Of note, Eric Dickerson, who has the highest single-season rushing total, what, did not win either MVP nor Offensive Player of the Year in 1984. It was Dan Marino who won it. You said... Eric Dickerson has the single season rushing total. Eric Dickerson, yeah. I thought AP broke his record. Did he? I'm fairly Same. certain. Look it up. And then a a funner fact: only the 1973 Bills with OJ Simpson and the 2009 Titans with Chris Johnson missed the playoffs. Wait, who missed the playoffs? The Bills and the Titans. The 1973 Bills and the 2009 Titans. That's funny. No, you're right, actually. Why did I think AP beat Eric Dickerson's rushing record? Doesn't AP have the single game record? Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Wow, Eric Dickerson still has that. Dude, Eric Dickerson was a bad man, dude. (laughs) He was a fucking <laughs> Jesus, bro. Well, that's our that's our show. Our obviously uh, week seventeen and then playoff preview. We'll be back uh, at the end of this week to preview our to kind of do the the belated preview on the uh, on the NBA season. Who we think is going to win the NBA awards? Who's going to make the NBA playoffs? Everything like that. What do you got, Jermaine? No, that's it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. We'll be back at the end of the week with the official NBA launch. And uh, we'll get you all caught up on the NBA and what's going on with that. Shout out Steph Curry's career high yesterday of 62. After all the media and fans and the internet were saying that Steph Curry ain't shit. He's done. He wasn't a unanimous MVP, blah, blah, blah. He heard him talking. And what do you do? You do what Josh Allen did. You step on the field and you shut him the fuck up. Steph Curry balled out. Here's the crazy thing. Everyone's talking all this nonsense about the Warriors, and you and I touched on it. They're the sixth seed right now in the West. Yeah. Right? They're three, they're three and three. And if you look at the teams they have a better record than, that's they've got a better record than some teams that people are big on, like Dallas. Yeah. I will so. I will say this. The the Trailblazers look scary already. Bro. Yeah, they do. If the Trailblazers can figure out how to play, maybe not top 10 level defense, but if they can get into the top 15, like defensive efficiency, top half, like that's not a team I want to play. No, absolutely not. But that'll do it for our episode 47. We'll get more into that with episode 48. Uh, Like Jermaine said, follow us on social media, and we'll see you guys later in the week. Bye-bye. Alex Smith, come back. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, 
MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.